Hello, this is Reading with Finest. I am Finest. I'm reading American Indian myths and legends to you today. The story from that book that I'm going to read to you is The Ghost Dance at Wounded Knee. This is a Brule Sioux story. Follow me at Everything's Just Fine on Instagram to see illustrations of mine. Hey, 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 try to read every day. If not, don't sweat it. I will do that for you. Don't even sweat. I got you. Uh, sweating is okay. If you sweat, it's no big deal. You're nervous. Those things happen. Just know that someone's here with you to hold your sweaty palm or put a hand on your sweaty back uh, or wipe your sweaty brow and just say it is okay that I will take reins and read for you. And also, you know, if I'm available, I would... Wipe the sweat off you. It's not a big deal to me. I, I don't care. Uh, it's all love. Wasn't going to say anything on the, the, the idea, the head for me. Starting a new job. It's a job. I'm going to put my best foot forward and work as hard as I can. Um, today, I am thinking about comparison and imposter syndrome and stuff like that. Not because of the job so much so, but just in general. Um, yeah, just, just trying to be aware of you know, come back to center of don't compare yourself finest. You just read. You're a reader. You can't compare yourself to other readers. You just do your thing. And that's the beauty of it. That's why you're here listening. All right. Let's get it started. This is a story about the massacre of Sioux ghost dancers at Wounded Knee in December 1890 under the false impression that the ghost dance was the signal for a general Indian uprising. The white agent at the Pine Ridge Reservation in South Dakota called in the regular army to suppress the ghost dancers. One band under Chief Bigfoot surrendered to the 17th Cavalry Custer's Old Command. Among its men and officers were many who had served under Custer and who were eager to avenge his death. At Wounded Knee Creek, 18 miles northeast of Pine Ridge, the army opened fire with many quick-firing hot chickis cannon weapon, Bigfoot's people, and killed some 250 men, women, and children. The mass grave in which they were buried is still there. In 1973, Indian civil rights activists occupied the site and withstood a siege by U.S. Marshal, the FBI, and local vigilantes. During this siege, which lasted 73 days, two Indians were killed, one of them a local Sioux buried next to his massacred ancestors. Dick Fool Bull told this story on many occasions. Each time, he remembered something else connected with it. He was the last flute maker and player at Rosebud. He died in 1976. Some say he was 103. Others say he was in his 90s. Nobody knows for sure. This story is a true story. I wish it weren't. When it happened, I was a small boy, only about six or seven. To tell the truth, I'm not sure how old I am. I was born before the census taker came in, so there's no record. When I was a young boy, I liked to stick around my old uncle because he always had stories to tell. Once he said, There's something coming, something new coming, traveling on the wind, a new dance, a new prayer. He was talking about Wangi 
Wachapi, the ghost dance. Short bull and kicking bear traveled far, my uncle told me. They went to see a holy man of another tribe far in the south, the Paiute tribe. They had heard this holy man could bring dead people to life again and that he could bring the buffalo back. My uncle said it was very important and I must listen closely. Old Unc said, This holy man let Short Bull and Kicking Bear look into his hat. There they saw their dead relatives walking about. The holy man told them, I'll give you something to eat that will kill you, but don't be afraid. I'll bring you back to life again. They, they believed him. They ate something and died and then found themselves walking in a new beautiful land. They spoke with their parents and grandparents and with their friends that the white soldiers had killed. Their friends were well and this new world was like the old one. And wait, the one the white man had destroyed, it was full of game full of antelope and buffalo the grass was green and high and though long dead and though long dead people from other tribes also lived in this in this new land there was peace all the indian nations formed one tribe and could understand each other kicking bear and short bull walked around and saw saw everything and they were happy then the holy man of the pewits brought them back to life again you see, you have seen it, he told them. The new land I am bringing, the earth will roll up like a blanket with all the bad white men's stuff, the fences and railroads and mines and telegraph poles, and underneath will be our old young Indian earth with all our relatives coming to life again. Then the holy man taught them a new dance, a new song, a new prayer. He gave them sacred red paint. He even made the sun die. It was all covered with black and disappeared. Then he brought the sun to life again. Short Bull and Kicking Bear came back bringing us the good news. Now everywhere we are dancing this new dance to roll up the earth to bring back the dead. A world, a new world is coming. This old unk told me. Then I saw it myself, the dancing. People were holding each other by the hand, singing, whirling around, looking at the sun. They had a little spurs tree in the middle of their in the dance circle. There were special shirts painted with the sun, the moon, the stars, and magpies. They whirled around. They didn't stop dancing. Some of the dancers fell down in a swoon as if they were dead. The medicine man fanned them with sweet-smelling cider smoke, and they came to life again. They told the people, We were dead. We went to the moon in the morning star. We found our dead fathers and mothers there, and we, we talked to them. When they woke up, these people held their hands Star rocks, moon rocks, different kinds of rocks for those 
we have on this earth. They clutch strange meats from star and moon animals. They dance they the dance leader told them not to be afraid of a, of white men who forbade them to dance, forbid them to dance. This Wangi Wachapi, they told them that the ghost shirts they wore would not let any white man's bullet through. So they danced. I saw it. The earth never rode up, the buffalo never came back, and the dead relatives never came back to life again. It was the soldier who came. Why nobody? The dance was peaceful, oh, a peaceful one, harming nobody. But I guess the white people, it was a war dance. And that's what they thought. Many people were afraid of what the soldiers would do. We had no guns anymore and hardly had any horses left. We depended on the white men for everything. Yet the whites were afraid of us, just as we're afraid of then. Them. Then, the news spread that Sitting Bull had been killed standing at Standing Rock for being with the ghost dancers. The people were really scared. Some of the old people said, uh, uh, let, Let's go to the Pine Bridge and give ourselves up because the soldiers won't shoot us if we do. Old Red Cloud will protect us. Also, they're handing out rations up there. So, my father and mother, oh, oop, back to the, um, so, my father and mother and old unk got the buggy and their old house and drove with us children toward Pine Ridge. It was cold and snowing. It wasn't a happy ride. All the grown-ups were worried. Then the soldiers stopped us. They had big fur coats on, bear coats. They were warm and were, and we were freezing. And I remember wishing I had such a coat. They told us to go no further, to stop and make a camp right there. They told the same thing to everybody who came by foot or horse or buggy. So there was a camp, but a little to eat and little firewood. And the soldiers made a ring around us and let nobody leave. Then suddenly there was a strange noise, maybe four, five miles away, like the tearing of a big blanket, the biggest blanket in the world. As soon as we he heard it, Uncle Old Unc burst into tears. My old ma started to knee knee to, to keen as soon as for the dead. And people were running around weeping, acting crazy. I asked old Unc, Why is everybody crying? He said, They're they're killing them. They are killing all, uh, killing our people over there. My father said, that noise, that's not the ordinary soldier guns. These are the big wagon guns with which tear people to bits into little pieces. I could not understand it, but everybody was weeping and I wept too. Then a day later, or was it two? No, I think it was the next day. We passed by there. Old uncle said, you children might as well see it. Look and remember. There were dead people all over, mostly women and children, in a ravine near a stream called Chenakapi Opi, Wakapala, Wakapala, Wounded Knee Creek. 
The people were frozen, laying there in all kinds of postures, their motion frozen too. The soldiers were stacking up bodies like firewood, did not like us passing by. The soldiers who were stacking up bodies like firewood did not like us passing by. They told us to leave there double quick or else. Old uncle said, we better do what they say right now or we'll lie there too. So we went on toward Pine Ridge, but I had seen, I had seen a dead mother with a dead baby sucking at her breast. The little baby had on a tiny beaded cap with the design of the American flag. From versions told by Dick Fool Bull at Rosewood Indian Reservation, South Dakota, 1967-1968, recorded by Richard Eridos. Uh, <clears throat> whoa, yeah, you know, you, you, man. So much for me liking fairy tales, because the realer it got, the more I was like, I like this story. Like when it's real and uncomfortable. Um, that stuff really happened. That it was a real thing. They brought up some really uh insightful things just to, to think about is like dang you guys are afraid of us even though we kind of like helped you survive here we made this place in this land you you like you need us but you're afraid of us so you kill us in that fear um and hatred it's it's it's, it's, it's quite perplexing a lot of reflecting on the group that's doing that they should think about that sit there long and hard and wonder why and uh, think about it, you know, it's a lot of feelings um, to go through and a lot of, uh, you know, what's it called? Uh, weeping what you sow at some point. I mean, even if it's reflecting wise uh, to think about what you're doing and how much you're hurting the people around you and the people in this world that support you. So think about that. Um, enjoy yourself, though. I'll be back here tomorrow to read to you again. Follow your dreams. Unless that dream, unless that dream is to disenfranchise a group of people and then kill them out of fear um, that they want to reciprocate those things or if they sub-support you and you're mad at them or something and you want to take them out, you know, it's not, <clears throat> you know, don't do that if that's your dream too, you know, neither one of those things. Um, other things too. Try to follow dreams that help yourself and the people around you. As best you can. Ba doo 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 ba doo ba doo ba doo ba doo.